0: Greetings, friends and families. I'm Neil.
1: And I'm Brittany. And
0: you're listening to the Road to Family Freedom podcast, a special road edition. Uh, Brittany and I are on the road and we're not in our normal studio. We're um, up in Sacramento visiting her parents, so we don't have our normal recording set up. This is an audio only and recording uh, just on my iPhone. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Sorry for the poor audio quality.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's probably only hurting my ears because I'm a bit of an audio snob. It's true. It's true. It's true. So anyway, uh, this is a special end of year edition, uh, previewing, showing off our best of 2020 uh, episodes. These are the episodes that were the most downloaded uh, episodes of this year. And these are not in order of... Uh, most to least, I, I put them in alphabetical order so as not to reveal which one was our most uh, most downloaded episode. You'll just have to guess if you want to know that one. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, we had a lot of really really great guests all year, and uh, but obviously these were your favorites, uh, and there were some of our favorites as well. And I'm going to try to, to uh, I'm going to try to avoid saying that. Oh, I really liked this episode you know, cause I liked them all.
1: So anyway,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so why don't you, I'm going to try
1: and pretend that I actually remember some of these <laughs> <laughs> it's True. It's true. <laughs> for those um, who, who don't know, I have a terrible memory.
0: Okay. So you want me to, so we're totally, we're flying by night here. So our, our apologies, <laughs> Um, do you, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: Why don't you go first and then I'll pretend I know what I'm doing on the next one.
0: Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. First up was Fernando Angelucci. Fernando Angelucci was, uh, this was our second time interviewing Fernando. Uh, and he was, this title of his episode was how to fill your self storage funnel. Uh, and you can find out more about Fernando at, on Instagram at the storage stud, aptly named. Um, and Fernando talked, it was, he was, uh, he was a very popular episode. I got a lot of feedback from people, especially in the self-storage space. Uh, and Fernando, uh, is somebody who has gone from, uh, owning one self-storage facility about a year and a half ago to now he owns 11. Uh, and he do, he's done that by just being a marketing machine And the key lesson learned from that episode was to first focus on building a marketing system that provides constant contact with potential sellers, uh, starting with the cheapest method of contact first, and that's text messaging, um, and then moving up to cold calling, and then ramping up to the most expensive method of contact, which is actual uh, direct mail, uh, which is interesting because most people tend to focus either on they sort of do that in reverse. They, mm-hmm. they send out direct mail and then they cold call and a lot of them never send out text messages at all. Um, oh, of course, go ahead. No, it's OK. And of course, a lot of the self storage owners that I know uh, are cringing when I when I say that you should be sending text messages to potential sellers uh, because they already get bombarded with uh, mail as it is. So but it works uh, clearly. So, uh, anyway, take a listen to that episode. Uh, the second lesson from that one was that in
1: stop moving
0: around. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not used to it. Um, but he said that, you know, the second is, this is all about building rapport with owners and with self-storage, it takes a lot longer than people would normally think. I mean, most people who are coming from the residential side are used to building rapport with a potential seller, uh, in, in a month with storage, it can take up to six months or longer. Um, you really need to, to get to know this person and build rapport with them.
1: Yeah. Their, their properties tend to be more of like a, a baby in a way rather than an asset that, um, you know, that kind of attitude that people get mostly, I mean, obviously you probably get some people are very attached to their home or, you know, other kind of, Um, asset, but you don't seem to have the, um, the emotional attachment, the, especially the old school, uh, storage owners have that have like built the business. It's, it's their, that's their life.
0: Yep. So. All right. Who's up next?
1: Uh, next up we've got Avery Carl. Um, that episode was called short-term profits lead to long-term wealth, and you can learn more about her at uh, at the Short Term Shop on Instagram. Um, so, uh, in that one, the key lesson learned was really um, we talked about creative financing.
0: Um, well, and don't <laughs> let don't let your, <laughs> you're, you're reaching back. <laughs> <Don't remember. laughs> oh, seizure brain. Yeah, that's all right. So, uh, don't let your limiting beliefs about vacation rentals stop you. Um, You know, it can often, you know, people have a lot of what they picture of what would make a good vacation rental Um, when in reality, um, if you have a property that's anywhere near an area that has a hotel, it it would probably make a good vacation rental um, within reason. Obviously, there's a lot of um, there's city ordinances to to consider. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and, and uh, Avery talked about you know, she almost exclusively operates in areas that are already have established vacation rental. Um, uh, you know, they're already established vacation market. rental areas, so, yeah. so it's not like she's going into a city that's not used to having them. Um, it's also important to not get hung up, and we often talk about this not get hum, hung up on how you're going to pay for it. You know, we often talk with uh, with um, real estate, that this is one of the few strategies where you can kind of find something that you want to buy and then figure out how to pay for it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. That's even true with vacation rentals. Um, uh, and one of the stra- things about Avery's strategy that I love is that a lot of what she's doing is she's buying vacation rentals, which are very, very high cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's funneling the profit from those, uh, She's funneling the profit from that into buying long term rentals. Yeah. And that yeah. was part of her strategy. Um, so why don't you introduce the next one and then I'll talk about the key lesson <laughs> there since I'm the one who tends to kind of remember what we talked about a little uh, bit. Yeah,
1: so. I do remember some of them. I just it's it's harder for me. You have a a more um direct relationship with some of these people. Yes. It's true. I do the stay-at-home mom thing <laughs> and the uh, you know, noob co-host thing, but um, that works for me. Sorry, guys. Um, all right. So Kyle and Lauren Cluxton of uh so buy and hold rentals to wealth was the uh title of that episode. And you can find them at rentals to wealth. Um
0: they were nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're a lovely couple from uh, New Jersey, um, and they you can find them at Rentals to Wealth on Instagram. Um, and there, the key lesson learned there was: don't wait for the perfect property for your first deal. Find a property that won't make you go broke, and uh, using skills that you already have can be really beneficial. Uh, I mean, op- that's obvious, uh, you know, Kyle, uh, Kyle is a, a, a New Jersey state trooper, as I recall, and forgive me, Kyle, if I'm getting, if I'm getting that wrong. Um, and they do a lot of the renovations on their own. They're very DIY. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I think they're absolutely right there. You know, you, so many people, um, have grown up when they, they discover real estate investing, they probably discovered it listening to bigger pockets and they go back and they listen to some of those bigger pockets episodes from, you know, 2016, 2015. And, you know, they're talking about, Oh, you know, the 2% rule and you have to find a property that's going to cash flow $200 a month. And it's gotta be this, it's gotta be this. And it's like, well, okay, that was four years ago in a very different market. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the whole point is don't, don't try to have your first property be perfect. Um, like I said, just try to make it so that it's something that's not going to bankrupt you, but you're still going to be able to learn. Um, you know, just focus on trying to get a base hit. Yeah. We often talk about that.
1: Dip your toes in, break the seal. Yep. How many other analogies can we go for? (laughs) More.
0: Open the kimono. Um, all right.
1: Um, all right.
0: Am I going to have to pronounce this name?
1: No, you were going to skip. Oh, we missed.
0: Oh, God, we skipped. We were oh, well. going to
1: skip a very important yes, person. Yes, yes, I was going to skip. I actually know who this person is. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know who a lot of these people are. I just don't remember the details. I feel like a dummy. Anyway, um, up next, Clint Harris, how to transition from long-term to short-term rentals. Um, he's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Lives on
1: the beach. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if he lives on the beach anymore.
0: I can't remember uh, if they, they live do, blocks, yes, from the blocks
1: from the beach from the beach over in uh, Carolina Curry Beach area. And um, yes, so I'll let you talk about yeah. the key lesson learned, though.
0: Yeah. So Clint Harris uh, was a he had a lot of long term rentals in South Carolina where he got his start and he started um, he started buying. They bought a, uh, a small multifamily in a beach community in North Carolina and they lived in one side, and they rented out the other side on short-term rentals.
1: Classic house hack.
0: Yep, which is uh, very much how we got started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, of course, we love that strategy. And he has now he's now building a little bit of an empire down there in Carolina Curry Beach, uh, doing short-term rentals. Everything from properties that he owns to properties that he manages to properties that he is doing rental arbitrage on. Um, And we hope to be talking more about Clint Harris in the future. I'll just leave that mystery out there. Uh, uh, He's a good dude. Um, Key lesson learned there was when they were getting started, they looked at the reviews for what some of the top properties in that area were doing as far as short term rentals uh, in his area. And they started basically figuring out what it was that people liked and didn't like about those properties and basically just use that as a way to uh, improve their operations. Yeah. So um, it, market research, when you're dealing with... Um, short-term rentals can be key
1: yeah, uh,
0: and finding out what like what's working in that area. It's a very customer. It's different from long-term rentals in that way. It's not like you can just, you know, give people four walls and a roof and they're going to be happy. Yeah.
1: Well, and in the market that he's in, you know, we, we talked about Avery Carl, right? Avery Carl, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in, in a market where there's, I don't know, I don't know how to say this. Um, Carolina Curry Beach, it's a very specific type of vacation market. Like you've got a consistent type of people that are coming what they want. And so really looking at what other people are doing well is you want to have that across the board. There's not really like there's probably not a variation of types of vacation rentals that are needed, you know, somewhere like Vegas, where, you know, when we had our Rental. We would get a variety of different types of people. Some of the people were business people. Some people were coming to visit family and just, you know, needed a place to stay because there wasn't room with their family. Some people were coming for more of like the outdoorsy kind of stuff. Whereas generally speaking for a vacation town like that, you're really exclusively having people come for an actual vacation on the beach. Um, And so it allows you to really niche, like get niche down into specifics and um, know exactly what you need for for every unit. You're not having to recreate, you know, like find something different. You can really just do the same thing over and over again.
0: Next up were uh, Amir and Anam Hashimbai, Um mm-hmm. and they are a great couple from uh, Texas who have gone from zero to 15 single family rentals in three years. And that was the title of their episode. And you can find out more about them on Instagram at Rehab Rental. And um, their key lesson learned was to have a very well-defined acquisition criteria that allows you to very quickly screen properties for whether or not you should dig deeper. Um, they have, uh, and I can't remember exactly. You'll have to pull up their episode for exactly what it what their their criteria was called. And I can't remember. I think it was next. No, forgive me. I can't remember what it was. But pull up their episode, uh, and you can you can find out what it was. Um, but they had very, a very specific definition, uh, defined criteria for the kind of property that they're looking for. Um, you know, it had to be three bedroom, two bath, at least 1200 square feet, uh, it had to be, um, in, in you know, a, a good school district. Um, you know, the population had to be growing. I mean, that, that, that's, you're going to, if you're, if you're out there and you get, you've got a good deal funnel, you're going to be bombarded, uh, with properties and it's very important that you not be chasing every mm-hmm. potential deal and that you have a way that you can very quickly say, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then only have to dig deeper when it's a property that really fits your criteria. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. All right. Um, Aaron, is it? Helly. Helly. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure I say her name right. So Erin Um her episode was called Stay-at-Home Mom" Source to $2 Million Profile. Portfolio. Portfolio. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. Yes. It's a vacation. You're making me work on vacation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yes. Stay-at-home Mom" source to $2 Million Profile. Um, Again. Portfolio challenge. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard that people want me to be on more podcasts. Are you sure? Are you sure? Anyway, okay, let's try it one more time. Erin Helly, stay-at-home mom, soars to two million-dollar portfolio. Um, and you can catch her on Instagram at the Erin Helly underscore reinvestor coach. R or
0: Ari 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 investor coach. Yes. That will be in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah. you don't have to remember all these. Anyway, um, cool. Uh,
0: and Erin is a West Point graduate. Uh, yes, she's one she of the co-founders great. of Grayline Investments. Uh, you can also probably find her uh, through that on Instagram. Um, and she and her team are just killing it with Grayline Investments. Highly recommend that you go and check them out. Um, and... Her key lesson learned was to make a strategic plan and then ask yourself what you want your life to look like. Uh, and this is something we harp on all the time uh, on this show is that uh, we're trying to, to, to spell out for you what your life is going to look like with different strategies. That's why we talk about the amount of money it took to get started, the amount of time it takes now, the amount mm-hmm. of knowledge uh, and whether or not it's something that's location independent, which is very important for us, it may not be important for you. Yes. Um, but the life of a house flipper is going to be very different from the life of a vacation rental owner operator or a um, passive investor in syndications or a active syndicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very important to begin with that end in mind and understand what it is you're getting into before you get started. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Some all right so is it Kerr? care care Ashley care how to build wealth for rentals with your unique value um you can catch her at um, on Instagram at wealthfromrentals. rentals wow I don't know why I'm here this morning no at wealth to rentals um, wealth from rentals from rentals God <laughs> seriously though <laughs> Okay. Okay. So
0: Ashley is also the, I'm you sorry. Go.
1: No, you're fine.
0: Ashley is also the host of the real estate rookie show on Bigger Pockets. Highly recommend you check that out. Awesome. And um, she said to, the key lesson learned with her, which is to figure out what you have to bring to the table for real estate investing is it time, money, or experience? often when people are starting off um, and even sometimes as they go uh, they're they're missing one or two of those three things mm-hmm. and if you're if you're somebody who lacks time then try to find you know either your either bring money or experience to a deal yeah. if you're somebody who lacks money then you know bring either your time or your experience to a deal and if you lack experience, then try to bring your time or, or money, your money. Yeah. To the deal.
1: Yeah. You don't have to be everything, especially at first.
0: Yeah. Um, and, trying and to do it all. And it's one also go. one of the key ways to, you know, a lot of people when they're starting out, well, you know, can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? Um, they're looking, oh, everyone's looking for mentors. Well, the, the answer to that is not try to get somebody to mentor you. The answer is to try to find some way that you can bring value. That other person and learn along the way. And that's really the way that you find a a mentor.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of money or experience, but you've got a lot of time, um, stop watching so much Netflix, stop playing so much Cyberpunk 27. What? I am i am out of the gaming, I've been out of the gaming world. There's a game. Oh
1: okay. How about we go with TikTok?
0: Yeah, stop spending so much time on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and and give your time. And it, and it probably means you can be giving your time for free um, uh, to a more experienced investor.
1: Then you get a free education.
0: Correct. Uh, and you may end up becoming part of a deal uh, for no money and no experience. Yeah. so It's
1: a great way to learn. Yeah. All right.
0: Our last finally.
1: one, Stacey Rossetti. 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 Um, so Stacy Rossetti uh, her episode was called the six departments of a uh, self storage business um, was I on this one
0: I don't think you were
1: okay yeah I wasn't I wasn't on this one but I'm I'm sure she's a very nice woman
0: she was very nice she's very sharp
1: uh, okay um, sorry I missed it
0: and uh, you often miss some sharp ones but oh, but well she, she's
1: child re- duties yeah
0: she's on child duties and homeschooling I, and it's, I take it's, care of the child so yes, it happens Uh, Anyway, she the key lesson learned with hers, uh, which is so much of acquiring self storage facilities, especially in tertiary markets, where Stacy focuses on, is simply about building rapport with the owner. And mm-hmm. that was this is a little bookmark here because this is how we started off with uh, Fernando. Um, and uh, she also said, you know, to just get on Google Maps and start looking for that unmistakable footprint of a storage facility. They're very easy to spot from Google Maps. Um, And you would be surprised, especially in these little tertiary markets, how many facilities do not show up on when you, when you Google, when them. you
1: Google. Yeah. I remember um, you being very excited about this. Either you excitedly told me about this or I was on that podcast. Okay. <laughs> we may never know.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of you will have to tell us. Yep. Yep. Um, and anyway, so just, you know, find these little facilities, um, especially if you're starting out. um, and find the address and then look in the county records for the name of the owner and figure out a way to contact them and just call them. Um, oftentimes they are, um, they're not, they don't have the most professional management and you can come in and this is a a way that you can acquire a facility for probably under $500,000. Um, and it's, uh, you can probably add value by just professionalizing the management. So uh, that's very much Stacy's strategy. So, okay. That was our top eight episodes of 2020 uh, in no particular order. It was just alphabetical order and um, highly recommend you go and check those out. They were all much better than this recap where uh, my wife wasn't able to.
1: Hey, don't shit on me right at the end of the (laughs)
0: Mm, No, it's okay. Anyway, so, you know, if um, any of
1: those sounded good, interesting, you can check more out on anywhere that you listen to your podcast.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, So, you know, 2020 has been an exceptionally hard year for for us and for Mm
1: -hmm. a lot of
0: people. But we're very excited to see 2020 in the rearview mirror like a bad relationship um and looking forward we're excited about some of the plans that we have coming up in 2021 which Mm -hmm. you will be hearing more about and um we wish you and yours a very happy new year yes so
1: happy new year
0: we're doing this all again next week
1: no we're doing this all again next year
0: oh okay (laughs) (laughs) that's a next year joke okay yeah gotcha
1: yes we're doing this all
0: again next year Uh, Until then, uh,
1: let's hit the road.
0: Bye.